3: Die hard dogs. We heard all week that we blocking out the noise. Well, no crap. 41 to 16 win. Well, guess what? I didn't. OBJ, Sr., I'll be waiting for your brilliant critique on Baker's play, which will happen never. LeBron, hashtag free OBJ. You meant hashtag free the Browns. Maybe someday the fans will let you back in the land. Steve Smith, Sr., we heard what you said on Thursday Night Football, but you don't have any Super Bowl rings to block your big pie hole, so shut up. Zach, Blake, Josh, Justin, tell me what's going on. Let's go, Brownies. Ooh, 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 ooh.
0: Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All.
3: Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs If you'd like to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com and tap leave voicemail in the drop down menu. While you're there, you can also tap the merch link to check out the dog store. We got hoodies, t-shirts, a bunch of other cool stuff. We got to give a round of applause to Kenny Mack with another brilliant intro. Speaking for Browns Nation, I think he's speaking on behalf of just about everybody. Um, Browns laid a smackdown, bounced back in a huge way this week in a must-win situation. Uh, before we get into it, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, if you prefer to just listen. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Uh, remember to tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Lastly, if you're looking for more content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on our Patreon site. Uh you get the episodes early, you get an extra episode every week, fantasy leagues, game day threads, group chats. Um, happy birthday, Katie. So you get to told happy birthday on the show if you're in the <laughs> Patreon. Uh, just it's a really cool place to come hang out with us. Uh, get Brown's uh, info all the time, basically 24-7. If you want to talk about the Browns to somebody, you you got access to. Which them.
0: it actually worked out in my favor last week because I was out of the country and I just made a quick post in Patreon and said, "Hey guys, I am missing everything that's happening right now. I feel like I'm so far away. What a terrible week to be gone. You know, as far as Brown stuff is concerned, yeah. overwhelming. And I mean, within what, what was it? Within 15 minutes, there was 35, 50 messages. comments. <laughs> like I, I'm like, this is crazy. Everybody just jumped in and starts huh. chiming in and filling me in, and I
3: felt like I had. I had a good scope of things. Yeah, Josh picked a great time to be out of the country. We lose to the Steelers. <laughs> we have like the most tumultuous week in Brown's history. And then we spanked the Bengals all in one week. I know. All that happened in seven days. Oh
0: man, and one of the one thing happened that I was just waiting for, and I wasn't here for it.
3: But well, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. I know. <laughs> Can't wait. Dogs off the leash. So, like we said, Browns bounced back in a huge way. Ooh. 41-16 win over the Bengals. It wasn't even that close. Uh, we, we basically beat the, the breaks off of them from Denzel Ward's pick six to the end of the game. I'm not going to lie, when the game first started and they got the ball first and they're just methodically working their way down the field and Jadavion Clowney just keeps lining up off sides <laughs> and they're getting all their third downs and then we actually stop them on third down and sack them and there's a penalty on us and I'm like, Jesus, here we go again. Who would have thought getting a penalty that to force, and it was going force like to force, what, fourth and 15, fourth and 16, something like that mm-hmm. down there? And then we get a penalty to give them a – who would have thought that would work in our favor? It doesn't We're, usually. We never get those breaks. No. They definitely would have kicked a field goal. And then yeah. instead they end up throwing a pick six, 99-yard pick six.
0: I mean, that was just one of those plays where it's like they just grab the game. And, and I mean, I love seeing Joe Burrow throw picks to the Browns. This just <laughs> a
3: beautiful sight. I know you weren't here last week, but we talked about it, Justin, myself, and Zach. We talked about – how he's been susceptible to the turnover nobody's talking about it cuz he had 20 touchdowns right but he still he had 9 picks in what eight games yeah i think so so i mean he and i think now after this game he leads the league in interceptions man that's a league with Trevor Lawrence too yeah, and Zach Sam Sam, Darn- yeah.
0: Sam Darnold,
3: yeah. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure that I've, I'm just guessing about the lead. I thought I thought I heard it, but I wasn't. I don't was know. I think positive. Sam I Sam Darnold is really after that for one. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. up there though. He's got eleven. It. It's hard to have more than eleven right now. You've only played nine True. games. Sam does three a game though. So <laughs>
2: when when he's playing, when, yeah. he, when he's, he's a little banged, well, he was banged up one when, uh, when you were out, he was had a concussion. But I, last I just years. it
0: seems like Joe Joe Burrow. I mean, I, I think he gets a lot of hype because he. Throws the ball a lot, but
3: they're not always great throws. No, he's good. This not be crazy. He's good. No, I'm not saying he's not good. But there's something about the – so uh, me and Justin were talking about this on the way up. You know, like Tom Brady, no matter what, when he played people in his division, he, like he, when he played the Dolphins, he just murdered them. Yeah. That's kind of like – this. the Bengals are Baker's – dolphins. If yes. that makes sense if you can like work that. Yeah, what is he now 6 and 1? <clears throat> That's why so last week I didn't pick us to win, but it had nothing to do with our offense. I fu- I thought the offense would look great even after looking like doll crap against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the offense wouldn't look good against the Bengals. One, they just they just give up 400 passing yards to a guy nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> right. So, I I wasn't sold on their defense and then two, that's just what Baker does. It. Baker could be in the midst of the worst stretch in his career, and he'd play the Bengals and throw four touchdowns.
0: It is, it is like the timing of everything with what's <coughs> going on with the Browns was perfect because there is no better get-right game than the Bengals for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. and, and in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. yeah, in Cincinnati. I didn't even worry about the away part of that. I was like, oh, I don't really care where they're playing. He's going to go. And the thing is, he was 14 of 21
3: like you didn't have to throw the ball very much. No, I I was you're going to see 41 points and people are going to be like the offense, the offense. I came away from this game way more impressed with the defense than anything. Absolutely. Because we we talked about the defense this year. Anytime we played a quarterback that was good or a team that had weapons, we struggled. We we shut down team, you know, the Vikings game, we did pretty well against them. Yes. But, but like, we shut down the Bears, and we shut down the Texans after Tyrod got hurt, and that kind of – but anytime we played, you know, Herbert, Mahomes, Kyler, they, they, they tore us up. They lit yep. us up. This was the first game we went into where the team had a quarterback that a lot of people are considering is very good and could be on his way to great, and a team that has a ton of weapons – and we completely shut them down, I mean, they got some empty yards in there, but I mean, this was a behind the woodshed beating four quarters <laughs> i'm I'm glad you touched on that too, because going into it, that was something
2: I was nervous about every time during this season that we've had to go on the road and play somebody that we would consider to be i guess playoff contender, five hundred or better, a decent team. we've somehow found a way to blow that game, whether it's you know the chiefs, the chargers, so for me. For them to play, me and Blake were talking about on the way over, the closest thing to a complete game on all sides of the ball. I know there's a misfield goal. I know, you know you'll know you hear a little bit of maybe the offense could have been better second half. But, man, the defense showed up, looked great, and then the offense capitalized on where they
3: made plays. Yes, the, to me, the offense, there's this narrative out there, and it's fun to say, but like, oh, the Browns are all of a sudden so much better because all because Odell left. We were handed short fields all game, and we scored a defensive touchdown. The defense played way more into this to me than the offense. The offense did what they were supposed to do. When you get short fields, you're supposed to, and you get three turnovers, you're supposed to go score points off of them. So obviously, credit to the offense, they did what they're supposed to do. I'm just not buying into the narrative that all of a sudden our offense is fixed and we're Super Bowl favorites because one guy left the team. I'm I'll, not. I'm, I'll, I'll buy that narrative. <laughs> okay, I'm not <laughs> all, buying that all day long. I'm not I buying that. that. I'm, I'm not fine, buying that. Care.
2: But what I will say is, they looked good. The offense looked good, and that that was the best game that they've had all year. Maybe the Chargers. It game. was
3: not the best game we've had all year. Oh, I don't, don't know, played.
2: man. Who? What? The Chargers game? Chargers. Chiefs. Yeah.
0: I I will say the the ease with which Nick Chubb racked up massive yardage was awesome. I mean, he had a good game. The. There was a, what was it, we were on a third down, I think. And it might have been like third and six or something like that. So it was kind of a lengthy one. And he kind of got hit like after like a yard. It looked like, okay. Still busted off. And then he he cut through. And next thing you know, he's 20 yards downfield. And I'm like, see, when Nick Chubb does that kind of stuff, our offense is just humming. Just humming. Because what are you going to do? You're going to stack the box. Okay, play action. We'll boot out. You know, Baker, I think Baker took that uh, billboard personal which was really stupid on Cincinnati's part. <laughs> I mean... I thought, <laughs> I, thought,
3: I thought it was funny. You can say whatever you want about Baker, and I say some... Don't give him bulletin board material. Well, that too. You know, know what then, I mean? Like, Legit bulletin board. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and then I read the billboard a little closer, and it was like, more accurate than a Baker Mayfield pass. And I'm like, so if you're saying Baker's not very accurate, you're saying you're not very accurate, just better than him. <laughs> so, like, I don't
3: understand what... You know what I mean? Like, if you really well, think and, about it... And also, again, say what you want about Baker this year... His completion percentage isn't one of his problems this year. They said sixty-seven yeah, percent. the so year. so it, it, the billboard—it was—it fu- made no sense.
0: No, it. it whenever I actually like <laughs> analyze them, like this actually doesn't make the point they think they're making.
3: Correct. <laughs> so, but so what I'm gonna say too is, um, I'm not. I think we got to – We weren't here to talk about like what happened last week because you were out of the country. So we couldn't <laughs> even do like a Zoom call. Oh yeah, that's right. You know we, what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So we couldn't even like get together and a lot of people were wondering like where we stood on it. So I just want to touch on that while we're kind of talking about this game. Um I don't think the Browns had any choice but to let him go. Yeah. No you, way. You know, yeah, they, they had to. They, no matter no matter what whether you think he orchestrated it or you don't think he orchestrated it, whatever, it doesn't matter. They they just didn't have any other choice. They they were left no choice whenever he didn't call anybody. The damage was done. Yes so that it's all they could do. And so even yeah. people who were like pro Dell and down on Baker or vice versa, as an organization, it was
0: literally their only option. I mean, the very, I think it was like the very next day after everything kind of came out, there was the news report that Stefanski informed the team, you know, prepare to not have him the rest of the season. Yeah. So like that, it happened quick. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. what was said behind those doors,
3: but, or not said maybe, right. Cause he wasn't communicating, but they knew it was over. And it was kind of good to see from the Browns, too, whether I thought Odell or Baker, whatever. But remember when Josh Gordon was a problem and Hugh Jackson was, like, pumped to get him back during oh hard Oh, my gosh. Every year. You know what I mean? It Like, it was just – it was kind of like the difference in the Browns between then and now. I mean, Odell's whether you think he's good or not, he was open all the time. And we still were like, get rid of him. Like that. Yes. I think
0: that – that is a good sign that as soon as somebody becomes a problem for the team, you remove the problem. Yes. And, and that's something that the Browns have, like you said, have not done in the past.
3: No. And if, it, if you if they thought you were any uh, good at all, you could – I mean, Johnny Mizell was lost oh my for three days. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and he still got to be on the team. So, yeah, yeah it was good for the organi- – it was their only option.
0: Yeah, it was always talent over team. And now we're team over talent.
3: Now, do I think the passing game is perfect now? No. No, but it, it never has been. And that's the thing. It, I mean, so just I'm not buying like the whole everybody is like, see, Odell's gone and just look how much Baker. Baker's <laughs> played better than he did yesterday a couple times. One of the times was when Odell was on the team. He only completed 14 passes. In the second half, he was sub 50% completion for under 100 yards. So let's not pretend like all of a sudden the passing game.
0: Yeah, great. but you got to remember in the second half, you can't really count too much
3: of that because they were running the clock in the last oh, we quarter. Can, we attempted more pass attempts in the second half than we did the first half. We did? Yes. Oh. Eight attempts in the first half, 13 or 14 attempts in the second half. So there was a point in the second half where our offense takeaway Nick Chubb run was bad. It was like 28 yards, four yards, negative six yards, 15 yards. And then we then we had the touchdown drive to Njoku, which that pass was sick, especially the one to uh, DPJ.
0: So see now that's the that deep downfield passing where why why hasn't that happened yet this year? Like you know what I mean? Like those connections to guys that are down the field. It was beautiful though. It was nice.
3: And so I'm I'm very curious to see too. To me, this was a perfect stepping stone though, because Baker did have some big time throws. The 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 big throw to DPJ in the first half when he was wide open. Mm-hmm. The throw to DPJ on the sideline. Oh, and <laughs> the hell of a catch. Yes. Yep. Wow. The touchdown to Njoku was a throw that I felt like Baker was afraid to even try like the last 3 weeks. Yeah, he wasn't like, even that
0: open. He had that confidence yesterday where it's like I'm putting it on his right on that back shoulder. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: I mean, any other position on that, and it's either knocked down or picked.
3: Yeah, and then call, and then he had a, a throw to Schwartz on like a 20-yard dig. That was really nice. I thought the throw out to the flat to Bryant mm-hmm. was great. Yes, so he had some really nice throws. And there what about like, the
0: one to Chubb, too, where Chubb just kind of ran that route out to the sideline?
3: Are you talking oh, about the one where he's wide line? open? Yeah. yeah, and Baker's awesome. going through, and he's like, oh, wow, he's open. So, so he that just- was actually, I was just about to bring that up. To me, maybe was his best play, at least in my opinion, because he if you watch... He started all the way left. Yes. And he looked here, and then he looked here, and then he looked here. Chubb was literally like the fourth or fifth guy he looked at that. Yeah. And And that's that's why why he was so open, too. And that was things we haven't seen. Now, was it because Odell was on the team? If it was, that's insane. All of a sudden, your eyes are working better because this guy. How could (laughs) Odell affect you that much when you weren't even looking at him half the time?
0: The thing is, you're not. Well, I, I have seen some stats, too, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you either think it affected him or you don't. Either way, he's gone.
3: The the biggest thing, too, though, that scares me, though, is if it was affecting him that much, can we never upgrade? Well, the thing, and and also,
0: we got to look and see what (laughs) happens tomorrow, because tomorrow he's going to get claimed by somebody, probably, or sign with
3: somebody. Uh, Or to the Seahawks.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing with Odell, too, I heard that he was already telling, like, teams that, you know, that have the waiver priorities right now. Don't claim me because I won't play. Oh, he said, if the situation's not right. I'll just get surgery or whatever. Yeah, no, he's like, I'm good.
2: I won't. It'll it'll be my situation. I don't think
0: he's making a
3: good. I just don't think he's laying good groundwork for himself. Here's the thing, though. In Odell's situation, you have to put yourself in his shoes. He literally can't afford to go to another bad spot. People are already talking about how he's a bum. He can't afford to go to the Lions and play with Jared Goff. He can't. Yeah, but can. What if he goes to a great team with a great quarterback? And he still
0: sucks. Well, that's on him though. He wants to be able to control that destiny. I know. I, I and I kind of do hope he gets to go where he wants to go, and then that way he has no excuses if it doesn't work. Like, did you ever get to watch the video? I did. Yeah, I finally did. It was. It was bad. It was. But what was worse is that. His dad put it together, or somebody put it together. Somebody put it, a third
3: party put it together. And it was ready to go. And the the dad just posted it. The third party came out and said he never intended for that to happen. He just puts videos like that together. Now, say what you want, but I don't understand how one guy on the field, and we can say Odell was a bum and not a bum. He was literally open. So it doesn't make any sense how one guy who's open could affect the throw to this guy on the other side of the field. It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. The only thing, it doesn't make sense,
0: but it just is what it is.
3: And I'm I'm not ready to call it fixed yet because it was one game. Let's see what happens in Gillette against Bill Belichick defense. It'll be a really good... When uh, we're not running the ball for 12 yards a clip. Then let's see how the passing game looks. We'll see. I I don't know, man. I'm very excited to see what the
0: Browns offense can do against a Belichick defense because of just how dominant
3: the O-line has been with the run game. No, I'm really excited to see it. To me, this was a must-win game, but next week's like a barometer game. If we go into Gillette and we smoke them, and, we, and, we, and Baker's got a 132 rating, and we run for 12 yards, then it's like, holy crap, maybe this offense is back on track. But to mm-hmm. me, I never expected the offense to struggle against the Bengals. Their defense is trash. Expected our defense to struggle. <laughs> yeah, I expected it to be a shootout. Yeah. And yeah. I did not know 17 points would win this game. That's not what I was expecting <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. So more of what went right, uh, which we just had to, I feel like we had to kind of address Odell. No, and that, you're, you're
0: right. Cause as soon we're as you there. said that, I realized, oh, you're right. We haven't actually talked about it on the show because I was gone and we couldn't just throw something together quick. And no.
3: And I feel like people might have been expecting me to, like, say that we shouldn't have got rid of, the, got rid of him. Because I've been pretty pro Dell, but there's literally no choice. No, and and, <laughs> and going back to it real quick too, I
0: don't understand why we, <laughs> these other athletes, especially like LeBron, that was kind of disappointing. Like, stay out of the fight. Here's, like, a, here's like a it's the, a dividing like, factor for
3: the team. Yeah, don't,
0: don't pick sides.
2: No, especially I, for
3: when he claims to be a fan. I, I get fan. that.
2: My here's the thing though, like with uh, situations like that where you have these guys are friends and stuff like that. If Blake had something important going on in his life, I would post some stuff. I'll, all I'm saying is he was looking out for a friend there. I'm not defending LeBron. I'm just saying, hey. And he wasn't the only celebrity. I mean, literally, there was football teams wearing free Odell. Damian shirts. Lillard. Yeah. And my, Minnesota came out with yeah. warm-up shirts that said free Odell. So,
3: Here's the thing. The video, to me, especially when it came out after the Steelers game, which you got to watch now, it, the Steelers game was terrible. I watched through half of the third quarter. It was like the most disappointing loss in a while. Yeah. And there's no denying he's open. Now, is he the first read, blah, blah, blah? I don't know. If he wasn't the first read, he probably should have been. That's probably part of his frustration. Uh, Two, there are definitely plays on there where he's looking right at him and he throws the other way. On one, he throws over him to somebody who's double covered. Uh, Eventually, you're going to get frustrated.
0: Yeah. Well, so, so the thing is that marriage never worked. It just never worked. Now, it you know, I'm sure there's fault on both sides. I mean, Odell, there was some blame on him, some blame on Baker, either way, some blame on the coaching staff, play calling whatever. It wasn't working. So the whole free Odell thing is like, okay, fine. Free him because he's not happy. It's not working. We're frustrated. Let's just move on from that situation. And you know, it's, it's, Kind of sad it went the way it did, but oh, you know super, super, super
2: frustrating. The thing, yeah. that's, the
3: thing that worries me now is so can we not upgrade the receiver room? Because in and before people are like, well, Odell wasn't that good. He was open. No. So and so now like if D B J starts to ascend, can we not do we have to like be quiet when they're, we talk about how good he is so I, Baker doesn't feel
0: pressure to throw it to him? I feel like just because of the way things happened, there had to have been some other stuff going on, maybe behind the scenes between those that. two. I don't. I'm I don't not buy that. Well, I'm not saying you have to buy it. I'm yeah. saying there very well could have been. And I, I honestly do think if the Browns would have drafted somebody like a, a Rashad Bateman, a good route running young studly rookie who's younger and just trying to make his way in the league, it might be a little different story. But So, like, say Devontae Adams. Yeah, free I don't, know. To I don't I mean not, know. You're right.
3: And if you can't add Devontae Adams to your team, there's a problem. So, just for perspective. <laughs> that's my, that's, well, my, that's my concern. The
0: Packers couldn't have him yesterday either. <laughs> just
2: for, like, to, for the other side of that, and I don't necessarily agree with this or not, but I did read an article And they said that Odell was kind of like loose on his routes. Like he'd kind of like work his way open. Romo said that too at one point. Yeah. And they, they kind of compared him to like a Chad Ocho Cinco who kind of did the same thing. Now the difference was, man, you had the quarterbacks that he had in Cincy that were, they were just kind of winging the ball anticipation. I don't know if like Baker's not that kind of quarterback where he needs it to be, Hey, you're at this spot where you should have to be every time. Like if it's a situation like that, it makes sense. It I guess it all depends on like, the wide receiver, if that is the case.
3: yeah, If and it's that important to Baker. The biggest thing, too, is that we'll never know how much he was doing that, because we don't know the play call. Right. We don't know the route. Right. The route anything. Tony yeah. Romo can say, but I, I watch a lot of... To- he says a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously, the dude has forgotten more about football, especially offensive football, than I've ever known, but man, even people on Twitter yesterday were like, did Tono per- Tony Romo prepare for this game? <laughs> like He's just saying things that are just so far wrong. It's not even I don't know. Tony Romo. Sometimes he just talks to talk. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of his job, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But no, so we'll never know, but it just, I'm worried that like, is our QBs mind so fragile that we can't have a dominant number one receiver because then he'll feel pressure to throw it to him. And now his whole game's off. Are we always going to have to be the team that just like our leading receiver has 37 yards?
0: Well, see in my, I don't buy that Baker's mind is fragile. So, I, the thing is, you can say whatever you want to say about either side of the situation. The fact is, now, Odell is no longer a member of the Browns, and we still have how um, eight games left to go? Yep. We got to win. We got to win some games and make this playoff push.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think you need to win at least 11 games. And we've got five, so we need to win six more games. Yeah. And we got eight. So let's go. And it's kind of nice with the AFC,
0: getting weird right now. Like, it's so so weird. I've been and saying it for some weeks, you know that what it's mean? not and that good this the, year.
2: No, the Ravens think, keep squeaking out these I wins. I think it's good. It's, maybe they're beating up each other. I think they're yeah.
3: beating, everybody's beating each other up. Yeah. I think I heard today on ESPN in the AFC, it's like almost, it's like 12 of the 16 teams or whatever, or 500 or better. Well, they said
0: two weeks ago the Bengals had the num- number one seed. Now they're in last, I'm pretty sure. Now they're last in our division. Yeah, was so, one loss or two losses? Yeah, like well, no, they're five and four now. Yeah, you mean but, like the Jets? But, oh no, I, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah two back to back losses. Yep. That's all it takes. So the Browns are very much
3: still in this thing. We just have to keep, put, you know, tacking up wins, a, piling yep. them up, and we're going to talk about how important the next one is. When we're coming up. So um, obviously, DPJ, do we need to get him more involved? Because I mean, he was great, <laughs> but he had two catches. Yeah. Uh, so do, look at the, do you think it's a good thing? Where DPJ has two catches for eighty yards because sixty of them came on a bomb, and then the rest of our receivers like nobody had more than two catches or something.
0: Landry led the team with three. It looks like for how many like, yards? Wasn't it like eleven. Yeah, eleven. And I guess we can wait and throw this in the wrong. But what was that pitch? Oh my god! Like dude, dude, dude you're at the goal line. Don't what are you throwing the ball on the ground for? Yeah. That's your number one guy, Josh. Uh, he's, hard, he's, he's the number one guy now. That, that, is, that argument is settled. Yeah, that's that was, your argument. That was just one having. of those plays where it's like, what are you doing? But, but I do think they need to get DPJ more involved. I, now, as far as route running, I haven't heard much analysis on that or evaluated anything. But when it comes to making difficult catches, I mean, he knew he was getting rocked on that catch down the sideline toward the goal line,
3: and he held onto that ball uh-huh. and he got rocked. So yep. this is what makes me a little nervous in the past game. <clears throat> Maybe I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes but Donovan Peoples-Jones leading receiver two catches 86 yards. you have to go down one two three four the next four leading receivers on the team are not receivers the next leading receiver was Anthony Schwartz with one catch for 15 yards the thing at least yardage wise obviously Jarvis said that but you know what I mean and then the, then Austin Hooper with two for 14, and then Jarvis three for 11. So it's like, it's some. we saw this kind of offense against the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. It scored 17 points. I know, but you also saw this type of
0: offense a lot last year. Though. I mean, Baker never hyper-targets anybody. There's nobody who just absolutely dominates the target column You know, in a box score with the Browns because it just doesn't happen he he just spreads it tell around. Tell me a
3: team, though, that's really good that doesn't have a
0: dominant number one receiver. I mean, and now I'm going to stretch this back in the day, but, I mean, there were years when Brady never had a dominant number one receiver, and he was just, you know, spreading it around. Tell me then he got the Randy Moss and NFL, and he, he went
3: for it. Yeah, <laughs> tell me in the current NFL, a team that doesn't have a dominant number one that is good. Well, I'll think about it for a little bit. There, I, it's... Nothing off the top of my head. No. So I just, is this sustainable when you get in against of uh, When you get into the playoffs, you're most likely not going to be running the ball for 12 yards a clip. Ask the Ravens. Right. You know what I mean? So is this kind of pass game sustainable? Well, and you know, you. the thing is. And I'm, I'm not saying whether I think it is or not before everybody freaks. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm throwing the question into the ether yeah. for people to put in their input. It's just, is, is this sustainable to where you're, Second leading receiver had one catch for 14 yards. Well, and something that's missing from this
0: box score too, that I was going to ask you guys because I didn't. I watched a very spark note version of the game today. Mm-hmm. Where was Rashard Higgins yesterday?
3: He only <laughs> played like yeah. three snaps. What What is Not going easy. on? I I started I, him in fantasy because I had so many. injuries. I grabbed oh him goodness. on a team
0: too because I thought, oh, he's going to get at least eight targets probably in this game. Maybe he'll have five catches for.
3: Who knows? Nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: What is it's, going on? So to me, this is. I mean. It's the system we're running. We we target. We use the tight ends and stuff a lot, but they don't get much separation most of the time. So, no. I don't know. I you guys tell me is this can this win a Super Bowl? Because I'm on record saying I don't care if we're good and we win 12 games. That's not my goal. Will we win three or four playoff games and win the Super Bowl? Can this is this the kind of offense that can do it? Where you have no clear cut number one. Correct.
0: And I will just as a note say we have no clear cut number one at week nine, going into week ten. Who knows though? I mean, DPJ could very well emerge throughout the second half of the season. Or maybe uh Richard Higgins does get more involved. I not I, really holding out too much hope for Anthony Schwartz at I, this point. I, I don't know though. I do think this is probably the offense we're gonna see this. You know, two receptions, you know, three, maybe somebody gets four or five in a game here and there, but that's about
3: it. Because, like I said, again, we're going to have to be able to open it up a little bit if we get to the playoffs. Ravens came into all these playoffs, number one rushing team. Teams took away Lamar's rushing. They couldn't throw. One and done every year. What's going to happen if Nick Chubb's getting bottled up? Is there nobody who can create separation and make a play on the outside? Yeah, well, we're also missing our leading receiver in Kareem Hunt. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And again, I'm not saying whether I think it is what – that's for – you guys tell me what you guys think. I'm just tossing the question out there. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm interested to hear what people have to say. But So we've talked about the offense a lot, but I started off this show by saying I think the most impressive part of this game was our defense. Yeah, let's go there. So let's get into the defense Mm -hmm. here. I think we – Maybe I'm speaking for Browns country when I shouldn't have. Browns fandom, when that opening drive started, it was like, God, this is going to be a long day. And then Denzel picks them off. And then they go right back down <laughs> and score again. They ran more plays in uh, in their first two drives than the Browns ran the entire first half. Wow. They, were, they had <laughs> they had the ball – they ran 20 plays before we ever got the ball. We only ran 15 plays in the first man, half. It was a while until we got our offense out there. Yeah, so – and it was like, man, are we ever going to get off the field? And then we started forcing turnovers. The Denzel played his best game as a Brown, in my opinion. That was very good. He did very well, well yesterday, man. To, to especially, I mean, Jamar Chase, Higgins, those guys are good. Yes. Yes, very good. And he's been playing – not good. Yeah, Denzel that's a, Ward had
2: been yeah. struggling badly yeah. this year.
3: He'd been struggling. He'd been coming off injury. Yeah. And to step in and play like he did, I mean, this was a, a like a, a signature type game for him. Absolutely. This is, I said, if it's not his best game, he had that game as a rookie where he blocked the field goal against the Ravens and then picked him off at the, the goal line. Um, I think that was the game that we killed him with Nick Chubb and Freddie Kitchens and stuff like that. Um, But other than that, he, this is by far his best game. Yeah, these are the. Now, not that you expect
0: Denzel Ward to have this type of game every week, but you expect 70% of this or your, 60% of this on a weekly basis. He's
3: your number one corner. You expect if they're going to pick on your number <laughs> one corner, for him to make them pay sometimes. Um, John yeah. Johnson had his best game as a, a Brown. Interception forced a fumble. Uh, I heard, I said last week on the show, I felt like we were playing him out of position. I heard today on the radio, this was the game that he played the most either in like in the box, either in the oh, slot yeah. or like within certain amount of yards, of the line of scrimmage, we played him more in the position that he was when he was in LA, we had him, it, there was less of him being 20 yards off the ball, you know, playing back yeah, there. Yeah. We put him in the position. So good job to you, Joe. Listen to the show, yeah. the show. And you put the guy in the position for him to utilize his skills the best, which is why you brought him here in the first place. And he had his best game. So that was encouraging. Can we talk about Greg Newsom? Yes. Go ahead. Cool.
2: So, Greg Newsom, I know he had a couple of plays where he got burnt, but I, man, what a fun game to watch him kind of evolve and step up and had a great game. Even with, you know, a couple of miscues, great, great game. Really happy with the, with the both cornerbacks and well, you want to talk about Troy Hill? Yes, all right, just keep it going. Is yeah. he our best tackler? Huh.
3: <laughs> Seriously, with JOK
2: out, yeah, maybe.
3: That's I mean he 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 makes nice tackles yep. all the time. Three sacks yesterday, right? Yeah, what was it? The first uh, Browns Brown. player ever with three, right?
2: Or no, 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 yeah, ever, I'm but kidding. three uh, cornerback. Yeah, three but. for a cornerback.
3: He he was awesome. Greg Newsom was awesome. Yep. Um, Miles got another, what, sack and a half? Sack and a half, yep. Uh, Clowney was good. It's just... When he lined up,
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) not in the neutral zone. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, real quick, keeping with that secondary, I thought I think A.J. Green is proving to be a good filler when when guys need a spell, like when uh, Ward ran 99 yards for six, you know what I mean? So he was out the next series. I mean, A.J. Green, I mean, when he's on the
3: field... I think he holds his own pretty well. Absolutely. No, he, he so he was graded pretty high, I think. Um, a lot of our guys were graded real high. Some guy we kind of skipped over on the offense real quick. We'll backtrack. White Teller. Yeah. Oh, killing, oh my killing people. Oh, sign that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We need to keep do, him. Do here. not let him go. Don't let any of this line go. I know. I know. Oh, man. It's he, just so good. He was doing <laughs> things yesterday to other professional defensive linemen that you see, like, happen in high school games. Yeah, with a guy who's going to a D1 school <laughs> versus, you know, a kid who going to work at the gas
2: station. <laughs> station. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah it, I, I mean, he was, it was unreal what he was doing out there. He was graded at, I think, 94-something. Highest grade of any player in any game or something, something crazy. I mean, and he does that. I feel like he does that. On the regular. Yeah. It's noticeable when he's not there.
0: Yes. He needs resigned because, and, and he's not old. You know, yeah. I mean, I think he's like 26 or maybe like he's got years ahead of him to continue to maul people. Which we're trying to get Wyatt
3: Teller on the show, by the way. So Wyatt, yeah. if you're watching. Yeah. Uh, but no, he, I, I said this either last week or the week before, it is more noticeable when Wyatt Teller doesn't play than when our starting quarterback doesn't play. That's like how valuable he is. <laughs> Well, that's because our run game is
0: our identity. And when you take out a key cog in that, you know, that wheel,
3: it's it just doesn't go. Very fair. Yeah. So we back on the defense, we had to talk about Wyatt before yeah. we forgot because you couldn't watch that game and not talk about Wyatt Teller. Yeah. So defensively, there's still things about our scheme and like stuff that drive me nuts. But if you look at points per game, which ultimately is what it comes down to, we've given up Yesterday we gave up sixteen. Last week, fifteen. Week before seventeen. And then we had two rough weeks. Then it was fourteen. So out of our last what seven games, five of them, it's been sixteen or less. I mean, that's good.
0: And that's what sucks about the Steelers game. They need they should have won that. They have to win those games whenever
3: your defense holds teams to that. To so fifteen level. points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, last week, your, yeah. Last week, you picked a good week to be out of the country, because yeah. it was a depressing, depressing week. I know. When I finally got Wi-Fi access and saw the score, I was like,
0: I don't even want to – I'm not looking at <laughs> anything. do my vacation. Yeah, bro. right. It was terrible. But
3: but the, the, the defense, points per game-wise, it's kind of coming together a little bit. Um, I still hate how we just – basically make it easy for people to pick up third downs and stuff like that. There's still some of that going on. Yeah. But I thought yesterday we did a good job on third down early in the first quarter. It it was like, Oh, here we go again. But I think for the game, we ended up being pretty good. I'm trying to pull it up right now, but I think they were under 50%. And they did a really good job. I thought of whenever the, the pressure was
0: getting to burrow, not letting him, Get out and make a play. I feel like they kept him where they need to keep mm-hmm. him and forced him, even, either, you know, either into a bad throw or a sack
3: or something. There were so th- three of eleven on uh, third down. I'll take that. What two of those? Two or th- in their first two drives, probably. Right. Yeah. So for the rest of the game, maybe they were like one eight, one and nine. Yep. It's like we really settled down after those first two drives, yep. and a lot of people, a lot of people said, "Too that second drive, it's tough on the defense because they were just out there for a whole drive. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah, right. They were super gassed. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Denzel was sucking oxygen. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He, well,
2: he didn't even come in until they were like inside the ten. I thought But yeah, the other,
3: you know, had drove all the way back down the field. So, um, yeah. I mean, they they really settled
0: down. Um, I, I want to say too, I think. Watching that game yesterday, what do you guys think? I felt like Anthony Walker played the type of game that I was hoping he would play. Whenever yeah. we signed him, I was like, yeah. I kept seeing him in plays. I kept hearing his name. I, I was, he was making tackles. Even
2: even when things didn't go his way, he, I want to say he had like a hit on like third down on like Mixon or something like that. and Mixon kind of squirted by for mm. like a half yard and got the first. He was there. He was he was there at the line, you know, at the first down marker trying to make the stop. So I mean, I just felt like collectively the whole entire defense.
0: Yeah. There was one was too. I thing? remember specifically where it was P Ryan that was running the ball. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's um, who it was. Maybe it was P and Ryan. We actually hit him like a yard before the the marker. Yeah. It was on third down and I'm like, Oh cool. We're going to stop him. But he had the momentum. He was able to drive his legs and push his way, yeah. you know, past the first down, but we, but we were there and it was Absolutely. like a solid hit. Yep. Just couldn't get him down. Mm-hmm. And he was able to use the momentum to go. But yeah, those kind of plays. Cause before they'd be missed tackles, oh, and missed be tackle, 10 more yards. Yeah,
2: six yards yep. at least. At least six yards.
0: So if they're picking up, you know, first downs that way, okay, fine. You earned it, but you got to earn it. We sh- we can't just give it to them. I agree. So I was I was happy to see that.
3: Yep. Sacked Burrow five times, um, forced him into two turnovers. I think I said that we needed to try to make him feel uncomfortable, and some Cincy fans, like, thought that was funny, like he was unfazable or something make how, that claim now. Yeah, how did that how did that go? Um, cuz he definitely didn't look comfortable. We sacked him five times. We hit him how many other times? I mean, people were like Tony Romo was saying they should take him out. They eventually did take him yeah. out. Yeah. Like people were fearing for his life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was that's the way the defense needs to play aside from basically one opening drive. Yeah. You know, and and so Kudos to the defense. Joe Woods isn't off the hook yet. But to me, the biggest thing was it's just so many times this year when we've played a good quarterback, we've gotten diced. This oh. is the first time where we went into a game that I was fully expect. I thought we were going to have to score 40 to win because they were going to have 35, 38. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? I did not expect to keep them to 16 points. Not at all. No, <laughs> no, me either. Expe- me either. We kept them to sixteen points, and it wasn't like the typical Browns game where they only scored sixteen because we had the ball forty-five minutes and they had it fifteen. They had the ball eleven more minutes than we did. That's actually a that's a good stat to really. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's great. They, they had the ball huh. thirty-five minutes to our twenty-four minutes, and we still held them to sixteen and scored forty-one. So points. we and were still very more yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were very efficient with our. I mean it helps too when you get a pick six uh, John Johnson returns his pick to the five. Uh, I think the fumble was on their side of the field so I mean we got short fields a lot and then we capitalized quickly It, it helps too when you have a one two one play drives or one was a one play drive to DPJ and the, the one in the second half was a two play drive with the run for Chubb yep so that helps you know well it hurts our time of possession but <laughs> typically if we see the Browns defense be kind of successful it's because we had the ball for 40 minutes. True. The other team ran thirty less plays than they normally do. This time, that wasn't the case. No, the mm-hmm. Bengals ran how many plays did they run? Total plays, they ran seventy plays. We only ran forty six. That, that that is awesome. <laughs> that
0: they ran almost double what we ran and, scored, and scored less than half of what we put up. Yes, and I mean take take go ahead and take away Denzel's six. I mean we still scored, you
3: know, thirty five. I mean, awesome. mm-hmm. th- that goes to show the defense needs to keep for- – this needs to not be a one-game wonder. Yeah. they got to keep forcing those turnovers because, I mean, it makes a big difference. There's a big difference between having to go 35 or 40 yards and having to go 80 yards every time. Absolutely, it does. There's a huge difference. I think when I was in high school, old Coach Smith used to have a chart that told us, you know, <laughs> like the percentage of scoring when you start here, when you start here. When yeah. You, guess what? The percentage goes up by a lot the closer you got to start to your own end zone. Yeah. So, yep. having to go 80, 85 on a professional defense all the time, that's not easy. So, we got the chunk plays yesterday, which we've been talking about all year, how we need to get some chunk plays. And, and we had better starting field position than we have had almost any game this year. And turnovers. Into, yeah. So, like Justin said, the most complete game we've played all year, in my opinion. For sure. And in his opinion, because he said so. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Overall, great game for the Browns, Mm -hmm. Um, but we we will get into some what went wrong if you guys are all done with the what went right. Yeah, man, I'm just just floating on on high over here. It's just such
0: a great game. All-around great
3: game for the Browns. Tons Mm -hmm. of what went right. Anything that we say went wrong is going to be nitpicking, so stay tuned. Before we get into the what went wrong, though, i got to remind you guys to check out Symbol. Head to symbol.com backslash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. When you use that promo code, you're going to get $10 free on the website to use in the stock market for sports. Also, your deposit is 100% refundable up to $500 right now for your first 90 days. Jump on there. If you want to play, you're going to buy stock in different sports teams. We're partial to the NFL, but they got NCAA, they got NBA, they got MLB, they got all kinds of stuff on there. You're going to jump in, you're going to buy stock. If something goes wrong and you're terrible at this and you lose all your money the first day, you're going to get it all back it's risk-free 100% refundable deposit so you can put in $1, $400, $500 you can get it all back. There's no risk. So if you got $500 extra dollars that you can let sit around for a couple weeks, throw it in there. Who knows what's going to happen. Um, they also have pick 3 leagues. If you want to join the pick 3 league just for fun, now would be, you know, you can get in you're probably not going to win now, but, <laughs> uh, but I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. You're probably not going to win, but if you want to jump in and test out your skills against us, you're going to hit teammates in the lower left-hand corner. Then in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see join slash create league. Uh, tap that button and then look for our league. It's the Dogs podcast. Once you join, you're going to pick three games against the spread every week. At the end of the year, whoever has the most points is going to win a free Browns jersey. I think the leader's at like 17 now. So that guy's going to have to have a stroke and you're going to have to get every game right for like the rest of the year to even have a chance. So again, you're probably not going to win. Anything's possible. Yeah, but if you want to jump in, uh, if you want to jump in, just hang out with us on the pick three. You know, we'd love to have you. Again, check out the stock market for sports though. 100% uh, guaranteed deposit right now. You can't lose any money. Um, It's a ton of fun. Good chance to win money. Um, Check it out. Promo code dogs, D-A-W-G-S symbol.com. Play the stock market for sports. In the doghouse.
1: Do
3: Listen, let me say something to you as a friend. You suck. <laughs> so that still gets me every time. <laughs> so, uh, like we said, if, we're, if there's going to be anything bad this game, it's going to be nitpicky. I think the one thing that isn't nitpicky to me, whenever I think what went well wrong in this game, penalties. We yeah. continue to be an extremely high penalized team. Penalized. And I don't, I can't explain it, especially to a lot of our penalties are pre-snap.
0: Yeah. The, the big, um, I know there was a lot that happened, but the big one that keeps standing out to me was when, uh, DPJ made that nice catch down around like the one or two. And then a couple, you know, we had like a penalty or maybe two, I can't remember, but all of a sudden it was first and goal from like the 12. I'm like, what, what happened here? You yep. know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's a killer. That's Yep.
3: First first quarter, we had what two or three um, offsides are we lined up in the neutral zone. Pre snap penalties are killing us. When Zach was here last week, he talked about we were number two in the league in pre snap penalties. Yeah, that's just really. undisciplined. You people can say the Browns have been getting jipped on calls, which I'm not going to argue with because <laughs> again, yesterday we saw a, a targeting Ruffing the passer. Oh.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did we? Oh my no. <laughs> that was that was so the league. I'm gonna go on a tangent. Let's oh, do it. The league needs to do something about roughing the passer because it's not just against the Browns. I was watching what game was it? Um might have been the Rams game last night. Uh the Rams or the the Titans got two roughing the passers. Second one, maybe he got him up a high around the neck a little bit. The first one was awful. They just gave him 15 yards ours was not only was ours so it was so bad they didn't even call it somebody called them and told them to call you mean tell <laughs> yeah, me the, the teams them, are lining up yeah. to play you yeah. can call them 30 some seconds later and tell them that I was roughing the passer but you can't tell us that it wasn't pass interference in the Chargers game
0: yeah <laughs> right right <laughs> what
3: i mean the league's got to do something the officiating
0: it still sucks it just it just kills momentum it kills drives it kills uh, possession i mean I just keep going back to the uh, Bills-Chiefs game. Whenever Josh Allen, they were pinned down at their own goal line, he gets tripped up by his own guy and knocked down. They
3: call roughing the passer on the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm just like, what? I, I don't understand how the it's not like something they're addressing. The, the, the roughing the pass. Here's my thing. I, I think the targeting call in college is terrible, especially it. that it's an ejection. Yep. But the thing that is right about it is they can review it. Mm -hmm. So if you're make roughing the passer reviewable or something, if you're going to call it on every time the quarterback gets hit, it's two and it's 15 yards. An automatic first 15. An automatic. Then make it reviewable because I saw maybe three or four yesterday. And there was maybe one that I wouldn't fight him on it being justified. The other three were terrible. Yeah. Ours was so bad for ours. I don't know what they called. He didn't hit him late. He didn't hit him high. He didn't hit him low. He didn't drive him into the ground. He didn't. I don't know. I whatever who, leverages weight. I have no idea what the justification was for that call. Did they ever give one? They just tossed their flag and like said roughing the passer. Said roughing the passer and gave him the penalty.
2: You talking about when Burrow scrambled with Clowney
0: chasing him no. down? No, Or different. That's different. No, no. Who, who was, was it that they hit?
2: Yeah, call. they didn't call yeah. that one. No, they didn't
3: call that. Which <laughs> that? Which another thing <laughs> sounds so like we should have more. Penalties they didn't then. call <laughs> roughing the passer on that. And I did. I didn't. think, I didn't it, think it was it, roughing. Yeah, I didn't. Think but if either. they would have called it, I would have been like, well. Okay. That's what gets called these days. But right. then for the Bengals to start a fight with us, yeah. <laughs> and then and we're, we're the, the only ones. team that gets penalized. Yeah, right. Yeah. There was an offsetting.
0: That and that's the thing. Every time there's like a scrum like that, it's, it's usually guy. offsetting, yeah. right? Because there's always at least one guy from each side that's gonna get go like like guy. And there was like
3: three refs standing there. Yeah, I know. It was, I don't understand how we were the only team penalized there. I don't either. And, and we, we killed them, so it didn't matter that rough in the past. Or what if that's a tight game?
0: Yeah, it's just the the inconsistencies, you know, in general that suck. I mean, it's just the, – and they're all these, – these bad calls are just so blatantly awful.
3: Yeah, we, we had 10 penalties for 84 yards. They had four penalties for 31 yards. So if you're just looking at this and you didn't watch the game, you're like, man, you know, the refs were out to get the Browns. Well, the problem is is they didn't have pre-snap penalties. You take away our four to six pre-snap penalties, we're pretty much even. Mm-hmm. Guess who controls pre-snap penalties? We do. Those are easy for the rest to call. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're pretty obvious. Yep. So we got to get that cleaned up. I know Stefanski came out today and yep. talked about like how they're unacceptable. Bro, figure it out. Yeah, really. If you were Freddie Kitchens, you'd be getting drilled right now because that's something we drilled Freddie on a lot. Oh, the whole season. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? terrible. Do you guys want yeah. some stats on penalties? Yeah, yeah dude. Give, give them, them to them. me.
2: So, we are the number third most penalized team in the league. There's a tie for first. Houston and Carolina have 65. Oh, Guess how many do the Browns have? How
3: many? 64. What's crazy, that's too, is, to is that, that's, just a, that's just amount of penalties, right? That's just, oh, yes. I know, penalties. going into the Pittsburgh game last week, we weren't number one in penalties amount. But we were number one in penalty yards.
2: Next thing I'm going into, penalty <laughs> yards, we're number 1 with 602. Uh oh my the next closest God. That's a game and a half worth of yards. I see 570. 570. Tennessee has 570 with 59 penalties. And yesterday was our most penalized game all season with 10. We had so, a couple of
3: niners, but So it got worse. It's gotten worse, yeah. It's it's and it's the kind of thing that it's going to bite you. I mean, we're we're already flirting with, like, the fire anyways, being 5-4 and four and losing three games that we shouldn't have lost. Oh, yeah, we're just sniffing 500 all well, year so far. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the schedule is brutal from here on out. Yep. you got to be almost perfect. We can't have 10 penalties every game.
2: Think about an like team like Baltimore, what they're going to do with five yards yeah. back-to-back like that when Clowney just keeps lining up in the neutral zone or mm-hmm. we, you know –
0: I hate the Ravens. Uh, dude, as soon as that game went to overtime yesterday. Oh, like, it's a wrap.
3: You already know. It was I, I first, know Minnesota can't win it this It was game. The, the first half when I saw the score, and I, I just knew that the Vikings were going to lose. Yep. yep. They've been doing it all year. Yep. And Those games all year. I said, that, do, the Ravens, do the Ravens know how to like go get a win, or is just the teams they play know how to lose? Because I feel like every time I watch a Ravens game, the other team does something so mind numbingly stupid <laughs> to let the Ravens back in the yeah. game. You know what I mean? Yes, I Whether do. Whether it's like a, a stupid turnover or a missed field goal. Yeah. It just, we never get those breaks. It's, they get every single one. Well, you know, we get yeah, well, them twice. The game so. they didn't get those breaks, they got pummeled by the team we just pummeled. Yeah. Which was kind of (laughs) nice. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, good for them, but uh, it's crazy. They just Mm -hmm. get all the fortune. (laughs) They must have better karma than we do. But
0: yes, I agree though. The penalties (laughs) need cleaned up. It is a coaching thing. And the thing is, you're right. The pre-snap penalties, because the stuff in the, in the, like during the play, like a roughing the passer, you know what, Whatever. you're going to hit the quarterback because you think he has the ball. And then it's up to the ref after that point. Or yeah. you're going to try to defend a, a receiver. It's up to the ref at that point. But pre-snap, don't don't give it to them.
3: No, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, terrible. It,
0: it's just handing them free stuff.
3: Like you said, too, That I mean, we threw the ball down to the two, and we ended up had to settle for a field goal. And a uh, field goal we missed, I think, right? is
0: that the one we missed? Okay, maybe. No, 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 I don't think that was no. the one we okay. missed.
3: And did we have to settle for a field goal? I can't remember, but... Yeah. Yeah, because we had a false start or something from, like, the one... And end up being uh, third and 6th or fourth. And th- it's, it's it was crazy. Rough. Yeah. Um, any other negatives you guys want to get into? I the only thing I didn't love was in the second half the offense. Yes. Was, the same, we, had, yeah. we had the big run by Chubb, and then we got that late. T- we had like the quick drive where we had the long pass to the DPJ, and then the super nice throw for the touchdown. But for much of that second half, we were stagnant. I pulled up. Um, I was looking at the drives like yesterday because I was trying to think like, you know, what would we I say today? And <laughs> I was looking so I was kind of looking at the drives. In the second half, it was let me see here. Twenty-eight yards, and then there was seventy, the 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 chub run. So that's good. But then after that it was two yards, negative four yards. Uh, 48 yards and missed field goal. So we're at like 60 yards of offense or something besides the one big run. Yeah. The big run's nice. You can't count on a 70 yard run. We got to be, even if you, you're you not going to score a touchdown on it every drive, but two yards, negative four yards, yeah. 28 yards in a punt. Like, I don't know. It, it, I'm not saying it was terrible, but that's why I'm not saying I'm not one of those people. Like there's a lot of people out there who just, they think we're winning the Super Bowl now, and I'm not one of those people. I st- I need to see it against. I need to see it consistently because, like I said, at one point in the passing game in the second half, we were like four of eleven for 50 yards, and we were getting we got bailed out. That Nick Chubb ripped off a 70 yard run, and then I mean, then we end up down the stretch. But what happens if while we're being stagnant, the Bengals score? I never felt That's really the Pittsburgh stable. game. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So yeah, we were up a lot. There was a, a big difference score-wise, but I mean... So, th- I told Justin what this game kind of reminded me of, um, and this is just me trying to keep people grounded, is <laughs> the Steelers playoff game last year where they gave us a ton of points off turnovers and stuff like that, and then the next week we didn't get any of those and we scored 17. So, that's why we're going to get into our next episode, but I think this Patriots game is... Every game's big, but to me, that's like... This is the big one now because what happens if we come out next week and they take away the run game and we're not running for 12 yards and we have going that law and we're four 12 passing for 50 yards and we're not in the defense isn't getting turnovers. So the, the, the second half offense was a little bit me other than basically one play. Yeah.
0: And the good thing is we didn't need to be correct. Um, great. So that, I mean, it worked out, but you're right. I, I there is that worry and,
3: In the first Um, half, was so hard to evaluate offensively because we ran fifteen plays. Right, right. You know what I mean? We ran fifteen plays in in. I mean, we were basically perfect on those fifteen, but then we went into halftime and came out, and I expected like kind of more of that, and it just it's like it really took a step backwards. Maybe you don't you're not so aggressive because we're up, but how many times have we seen us go not be aggressive and then it comes back to bite us? Week one. Uh,
2: I feel like a lot of weeks. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I keep watching the same game coming out. I, I joked with him. I was like, I feel like like Fancy is giving these guys like melatonin or something. at <laughs> halftime. Like, they just come out super flat. Like they're the play calling super predictable, and like that comes into game scheme. But even when it, in the Pittsburgh game, we didn't have the luxury of we had a one point lead. Yeah, and we were still we played super conservative. I do. What got you there? Right. Just be a little you know crazy. I, mean? I, I won't trust me. Like if you, we go out and throw three picks, I'm like, well, that sucks, <laughs> man, we didn't have a great game.
3: So but it is, it's like somebody cover up the scoreboard. So Stefanski can't see it in the second half, <laughs> you know, like somebody tell them, tell them we're losing because we didn't, it's like, we didn't take any more deep shots. You know, it just, it got very and it's like I said, we're nitpicking. We scored 41. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it got not to like, a little bit, but yeah, but you know, I'm trying to, there's all, even when you score 41, there's still room to improve.
0: Yeah, there's not necessarily things that, <clears throat> excuse me, went wrong, but
3: like we said, things that we definitely yeah. need to improve. Clean up because Clean up. Yep. E- even though the Bengals have a good record, they're prone to implode here. Yeah, all they, they just got beat by the Jets. Right. Yeah. And then they just got, I told Justin, they got, <laughs> they got beat by the Jets. And then they have a home game against us, who's coming off a super bad loss against the Steelers. Maybe the most chaotic week oh, yes. any NFL team has ever had. Yeah, and we pummeled it. I, they're due to and they're that's about, they're about to fall off a cliff. I think
2: if
0: we go through a chaotic week like that under Freddie Kitchens, we might not score a point. You know what I mean? The the team's in disarray. But I I got to give credit to Stefanski and everything in house to keep it keeping it on track. Like guys, we got a season here. We got games to win. Keeping people focused. I thought that was, it turned out really well on
3: the field. Yep. So, and one last thing before we wrap this up, I got to say too, I'm hearing no talk about Baker's shoulder today. No talk. And I'm hearing no talk really, except for this like little last minute about Stefanski being a terrible coach all of a sudden. So, those are what out. They say winning fixes everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> if we go in next week yeah. and we struggle, I do not want to be sitting here next week and people telling me, "Well, Baker's playing hurt and Stefanski sucks." I tried to say that before, you know. OBJ is the scapegoat now. You know what I mean? So it's like we 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 eliminated two of the three scapegoats. <laughs> so now there's we got you know. Yeah. So I don't want to hear about a shoulder next week if we struggle. The, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> because duly noted. You know what I mean? Duly noted. You can you don't get to pick and choose when it hurts when you get to use it as as
0: an excuse. Yeah. And I and I don't think Baker took any big shots yesterday. I don't think he looked like he did anything to really make anything worse, so should be good
3: to go. Yeah. Should be good. And you know, we we'll, we're going to see next week against the greatest defensive coach ever and a defense that's surging right now. Yeah. So we're going to see. But overall great game for the browns like i said we were just nitpicking here in the second half so don't bite our heads off if you think the team was perfect then we don't have to make any improvements and we're super bowl bound no team is ever perfect <laughs> any week
0: ever so i mean you got to do this segment where you look at the things that need fixed yeah. penalties
3: penalties is the single biggest problem right there yes absolutely so all right well we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up thanks for checking out the uh, first episode of the week Awesome win by the Browns, kept the playoff hopes alive, kept honestly everything alive, Super Bowl hopes, season hopes, um, this show's hopes, kept everything alive (laughs) for the rest of the season. Huge win coming off a super crazy week for the Browns, so we couldn't be more pumped for that. Um, Sorry Zach couldn't be here today, I know he's everybody's favorite. He'll uh, hopefully be back next week. Uh, for all you After Hours or uh, Dog Pack members, we'll see you on the After Hours show. To everybody else, we'll see you guys in a couple days when we break down the matchup with the Patriots. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. And become an official Dog Pack member and jointhedogs.com.